Yo, 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 yo. Welcome to the X Factor Sports Podcast, episode four of season three. This is your host, Jay Mondain. Thank you guys for tuning in on this special night. We're doing a Thursday night episode. We're on the other side of the world the last two weeks. I'm sure y'all paid attention, tuned in. So we had some flights, so we had to get it moving around, but we're here for you guys every week, like I said, always. So here we are on Thursday night for a special episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. We got a great show for you tonight. We got a lot of football. It's football heavy. We got national championships this weekend. We got week 18 this weekend. A lot of football, playoff implications, a lot of stuff. We definitely got basketball in here for you too. But we're going to get into the quick news before we dive into these segments. So let's go. All right. This weekend, or sorry, on Monday, January 8th, we have the national championship game. <clears throat> Over the weekend, Michigan beat Alabama. And Washington beat Texas, which was predicted. If you watched the episode last week, I told y'all who I thought was going to win. I picked Michigan because Jim Harbaugh and that team, their experience, they've been in the college football playoff three years in a row now. They lost. They got upset by TCU last year in a high-scoring game. And I felt like they are just more prepared to come back and win this game this year. They, they made it all the way back through all the scandal, through all the suspensions, through everything Harbaugh went through off the field. And they were able to come back to this game undefeated and beat Bama, a formidable opponent. So congrats to them. On the other side, again, a lot of people didn't pick Washington. Washington was actually the underdog in this game, even though they were the two seed and Texas was the three. Washington led the whole game. Texas made it interesting towards the end, but Washington pulled it out. So shout out to Washington for winning that game. And now we got the national championship, one versus two, two undefeated teams in the national championship on Monday. Go ahead and comment at the bottom. And let me know who you guys got. Who do you think will win the national championship on Monday? Will it be Michigan or will it be Washington? I got a full segment and I'll tell you who I think is going to win. But go ahead and comment at the bottom. Let the rest of the world know who you think is going to win that game. All right. Now we got NFL. Week 18 is here. Right. Playoff implications. The best weekend of the regular season because some teams have to play all their guys. Some teams don't. You don't know if that's going to affect the outcome of playoff positioning. So it's always fun to see who gets in and who gets out. So we got a list of teams that win and they're in. It doesn't matter what happens. They're in there. All right. So if the Seahawks beat Arizona, which ain't a sleep, it's not a sleeper because Arizona just beat the Eagles last week in an upset, and it probably cost them the division. They were leading the division all year long. The Eagles, people were talking them going back to the Super Bowl, and then they drop a huge game to Arizona, and now Dallas is in pole position to win that division. So it won't be a cakewalk for Seattle. It's a division game. We know how divisional games work. Most of these games in Week 18 are divisional games anyway, but – we got Seattle. If they win, they're in. That's all they need to do. Control their own destiny. Texans against the Colts. AFC South game. This might be the biggest game of week 18. And here's why. The winner of that game 
is in the playoffs, period. But if Jacksonville loses their game against the Titans, the winner of that Texans-Colts game wins the division. So they can end up going from being the seventh seed all the way to winning their division and being the fourth seed and getting a home playoff game. So big implications in the AFC South. Who would have thought that three teams in the AFC South had a chance to make the playoffs by week 18? But here we are, and especially out of those three teams, the Texans are not one of them. So kind of crazy. That's why you play the games, though. So you got Texans beat the Colts, head up. Whoever wins that game is in. Even if the Steelers win their game, if the Texans or Colts get get it, they got they need some help. So Jacksonville, we alluded to, right? If Jacksonville beats the Titans, not only are they in, they win the South. They'll have 10 wins on the season. They will be the AFC South champions, and they get that fourth spot and get a home playoff game. So we'll see what happens with that game as well. And then in the NFC, Tampa Bay Bucks, another team in the South. If they win their game against the Panthers on Sunday, they win the division as well, and they are in also. So we got some teams that control their own destiny. Win and you're in. Simple as that, right? Now we got some teams that need a little bit of help. So the Steelers, they go to Baltimore. And here's where it gets kind of funny because the Ravens are already locked in at the one spot, right? So they really don't need to play anybody. They can rest Lamar. Lamar's probably a shoe-in for MVP. He kind of banged the gavel on that in Week 17 against the Dolphins. We put up a million points on them. So he doesn't really need to play. You can rest Odell Beckham, Rashard Bateman, like all their guys can sit. Now, there's a lot of layers to this. It's still a rivalry. The Ravens hate the Steelers and vice versa. So I think Baltimore would love to end the Steelers season by playing everybody and beating them. But they also want to be healthy and be safe. So I don't see Lamar playing. He might. He may play a quarter or something. I don't know. They might do a preseason style, but I doubt if he plays. So the Steelers win that game. They're going to need a little bit of help from some of the other AFC teams to get in at that seventh spot. The Packers against the Bears. Now, this is the oldest rivalry in football. So the Bears are definitely going to try to spoil the Packers season. <laughs> and I love it. I'm here for all of it, right? So the Bears are eliminated mathematically, even though they turn their season around, start playing really good towards the end of the year. I'm kind of proud of them for that. But they won't make the playoffs. But I guarantee you, all week they've been talking about spoiling Green Bay season. Because if Green Bay wins, they will need a little bit of help. They need the Vikings to lose, a couple other teams to lose, Falcons. But if they win, they obviously give themselves an opportunity to get in. But if the Bears beat them, doesn't matter. So It'll be a lot of celebrating in this house if the Bears win that game, just so you know. And then we got the Vikings and the Lions. So the NFC North, a lot of implications in that division alone, but they need help. The Vikings need a lot of help. If they get in, they get in as an eight-win team, so eight and nine, but they need a couple other teams to lose in the NFC South for it to happen, so they need a lot of help. So that's where we're at in week 18. It's going to be crazy. Hopefully your team is already locked in. You can chill, sit back. You ain't got to worry about it. Miss D is over here just breathing sigh of relief because the Chiefs are good. Wish the Bears was in that position. But next year we will be. It's all good. So hopefully we can spoil somebody. All right. Now for the NBA, quick news on that. 
Who is the best team in the NBA? All right, y'all let me know who y'all think in the comments. Y'all can always comment during the show and it'll show on the feed at the bottom. Who do you think is the best team in the NBA? OKC, Boston, Milwaukee, or Minnesota, all right? These are the top four teams in the NBA, East and West. OKC just had a huge win against Boston the other day. And they're looking like the best team in the NBA right now, the Thunder. But y'all let me know who y'all think it is right now. Maybe it's not one of these four teams. Maybe you like somebody else. Maybe you like what the Clippers are doing now that James Harden's got his feet under him. Maybe you like, you know, some teams in the Eastern Conference. You probably like the Knicks. You probably like Philly when Joel, Joel Embiid is healthy. But those are the best four teams right now, record-wise, and based on who they've been beating up on. So y'all let me know who y'all think the best team in the NBA is, all right? Now, before we get into the segments, let's talk a little bit about Russ, Russell Wilson, all right? This guy has been playing some good football this second year in Denver. I say good football, not great, because the standard that Russell Wilson had in Seattle was a lot higher than what the standard is for him now. Maybe it's because he's getting older. And because, let's be honest, he played like trash last year, right? People were saying he shouldn't even play anymore, get a money back, all that. This year, he's improved in every statistical category. He is ninth in the league in touchdown passes. All right. There are 20 other quarterbacks, starting quarterbacks, that have more interceptions than him, even in his own division. You know who's in his division. So he's having a good year, right, statistically. And they're winning more games. So why is Sean Payton benching him? Everybody's seen the headlines all week about him getting benched, what the Broncos are doing to him. They gave him an ultimatum about his contract because all the guaranteed money he has is saying if he can restructure his contract. My thing is this. If you're in the middle of a season, why are you talking to him about restructuring a contract he just signed two years ago with this new ownership group, by the way? The ownership group paid him. This wasn't John Elway that gave him this money. This was the Waltons that gave him this money. Condoleezza Rice, that crew. So Sean Payton comes in, and it just it seemed like he had a beef with Russ all season long. You hear him chirping on the sideline. He talking bad about him in the press. And now they want to bench him because he don't want to take a pay cut or he don't want to restructure. If I'm Russell Wilson, I'm sitting... But I'm I'm taking this to the NFLPA, right? I'm going to the Players Association and saying there has to be some legal precedent with this. They're giving me an ultimatum and saying I can't play football because I don't want to restructure a contract that they gave me. Right? Think of it this way. You go to your job. You're 9 to 5. The first year, kind of mediocre. So they say, all right, you need to do better or we're going to find somebody else. You do better at your job. A new president comes in. I want you to say president. A new manager comes in and says, I don't like the way you're doing this. You need to either take a pay cut or sit at home. You don't get to work here anymore. You don't get to work. You get to take a leave since you don't want to restructure your contract. Who's taking a pay cut for doing better? Number one. Two, if you paid me, I want all my money, all of it. 
especially in a, a sport as violent as football, right? How can you expect Russell Wilson to just say, no, I'm going to restructure my contract because I played better this year. Like, it doesn't make sense to me at all. I don't like the way they're treating him. I think they're throwing Russ under the bus. And something needs to be said about that. I think the NFLPA needs to step in, investigate, see what the reason is. Why, why is Russ being put on the bench? Why is he being almost sabotaged, basically, publicly? Nobody's pointing a finger at Sean Payton. Your defense gave up 70 points early in the year. We didn't forget about that game. That was this season. I know it seemed like it was a long time ago, but the Dolphins put up 70 on them. All right? This is the same team. He's the coach of that team, right? He's not getting enough blame. I think a lot of the blame needs to go to him. I think giving a player ultimatum by benching him because he won't restructure is not a coach's call. That's a GM front office type of conversation that you have in the offseason. I don't think that needs to be a distraction during the season at all. So I think something needs to be said about the way Sean Payton is handling his players. More about that and less about Russell Wilson's contract. Because he is playing better. Believe it or not, if you line him up with all the quarterbacks this year, the quarterbacks even within his division, and you see where he stands with his quarterbacks, I think he's doing okay. So... Because of that, I hope they get blown out this weekend. They benched them. Okay, I don't even know who they playing, but I hope they get. I hope they get seventy put on them again. Just because they bench Russell Wilson. I hope every time the quarterback that gets in throws an interception, I hope they just show Russell Wilson on the bench, just sitting there like, "Yep, this is what y'all wanted. This y'all asked for, right? Y'all wanted me to sit down and watch. Show what you're worth." So. Hopefully they figure something out with Russ. Hopefully he can go to a better team if they don't want to give him his money. They want him to restructure and he won't. We'll see what this offseason looks like for the Broncos. They're not making the playoffs anyway. But I just found that interesting that he got an ultimatum about restructuring his contract or you can't play anymore the rest of the year. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Y'all let me know what y'all think about that too, all right? When we come back, we're going to get into the college football playoff championship, Michigan versus Washington. I tell you who wins that game. This is the X Factor Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. If you love sports and want to stay informed about the latest news and content, then you've got to check out this podcast. The X Factor Sports Podcast is the ultimate source for your favorite sports news and analysis. This host covers all kinds of sports. You'll always be able to find something interesting to listen to. Plus, the podcast is highly entertaining and will keep you on the edge of your seat every time. So, don't wait any longer. Subscribe to the X Factor Sports Podcast today. Yo, yo, yo. And we're back. Welcome to the X Factor Sports Podcast. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Be sure to tune in every Wednesday night for the show. Tonight is a special Thursday night show. We are back from the other side of the world. Hopefully you tuned into those episodes. And we are back in the new studio. Hope y'all like the new digs. We're loving them over here. So let's get into it, all right? College football playoff, Michigan and Washington. Who you got? Michigan's favorite to win this game. 
as they should be. They've proven all season long as the best defense in college in college football that they should be favored to win this game. So I'm taking Michigan to win, but not just because they're, they're because their defense and not be and it's not a slight to Washington. Washington had a great year, undefeated. They beat everybody. They beat the teams that they were not supposed to beat, according to you know Vegas odds. They weren't supposed to beat Oregon either time they played them. Beat them twice. They weren't supposed to beat Texas, clearly. Beat them. Actually controlled that entire game. But the reason I think Michigan is going to win this game is the, is the run game. All right? If you watch that Washington-Texas game, even though Washington was ahead the whole time, Texas was able to run the ball on them. They moved the ball really well on Washington, and they just kind of held on, forced them to take three or punt the ball. But Texas actually got a lot of running yards on them. So I'm going with Michigan because of their run game. They got one of the best running backs in America. And Big Ten football is defense and running the ball, time of possession. That's what Jim Harbaugh is all about. He's the best at it. And I think going up against a team that is soft on the run defense – Michigan kind of takes over the game. I think they had a ball for a hell of a lot longer than Washington will, and they win. Also, I think Jim Harbaugh just rides off into the sunset with a title. I think he takes an NFL job next year. I think this is his last college football game at Michigan. With all the scandal going on, I mean, he got in trouble for buying a kid a burger over the summer. You can't buy these kids food. Then he got in trouble because of the towel boy, videotaping everybody another spy gate at michigan funny tom brady went to michigan too it's weird so that happened <laughs> i don't know y'all can correlate that if you want to but with all that going on i feel like jim harbaugh just had enough with college football he's made comments about how he feels about the state of college football with the nil with the rules and usually when you hear a coach talk like that, especially a good coach, they usually are ready to go. Like Steve Spurrier was like that when he was in Florida for all my young viewers back in the day, Florida Gators. He went to the NFL for the same reasons. Like once they start talking about how they don't like the rules or they don't like the way the game's changing, they tend to move on. I think that this may be a year where the Harbaugh's win championships. All right. You got John Harbaugh in Baltimore, and you got John Harbaugh in Michigan. I think this may be the year of the Harbaugh winning championships, and then Jim rides off into the sunset, goes to the NFL. There's always at least a 30% turnover in coaching jobs in the NFL. The Bears may lose. Iberflus might be gone, even though he turned it around at the end. He may be gone. Um, Carolina may be looking for a coach. You got the Raiders. They got Antonio Pierce as, as the interim. I think he should stay, but you know how the Raiders do. They let the last interim coach go and didn't work out for him. So a lot of things are happening. There's even Bill Belichick getting fired talk happening now. So there's always at least 30% turnover in the NFL. So it'll be interesting to see what Harbaugh does. I'm sure he's he is going to be the hottest coach on the market, especially if Michigan wins this national championship. And he rides off going 15 and 0. So we'll see if that happens. Um, but I think the defense and the run game take over. You know, like I said, Washington plays great. 
I love the way Michael Penning Jr. plays. Um, this would be great for him. He played four years at Indiana before he even transferred to Washington. So it kind of be cool for him to win a national championship against a Big Ten team in Michigan. I just don't see it happening. I love their wide receivers. They got pros on the outside. Those guys will play on Sunday for sure. But Michigan, man, they've been passing every test. I mean, coaches getting suspended, coaches getting fired, players getting hurt. Like, they've just overcome so much adversity to get to this point. I think they finish it off. I think Michigan wins the national title, and they'll just get it done. So the question that I have, though, if Michigan wins this national championship game, will this national championship be tainted? in our eyes, right? We talked about all the scandal, everything that happened. Will, in your eyes, will you see this as an asterisk national championship because of, you know, the violations that have happened? For me as a as an athlete, if I'm a player on that field and I played all those games and I did it the right way, you can't taint my ring. I earned this. <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the court of public opinion can decide if it's a tainted ring or not, but I know what I put in, and I bet those players feel the same way, especially guys like A.J. McCarthy, five, six-year seniors that have been there all this time, put in this work. I feel like they are going to be ecstatic if they win this national championship, and rightfully so, because it's about the players. When it comes to college football, it's about the kids. So it'll be cool to see if they win this national championship, finish it off undefeated. But I feel like Jim Harbaugh, this is his last college game. I think it's his last college game, regardless, win or lose. But I got Michigan winning this, though. So you guys let me know what you think. If Michigan will win the national title or will Washington continue to just upset every big-name school on their way to a national title, all right? When we come back, we get into your favorite segment. We get into Bet That, where we're going to pick NBA games for tomorrow. We'll talk about what our record is here in Season 3, and we'll make these picks. This is the X-Factor Sports Podcast. Season 2 of the X-Factor Sports Podcast is here. Be sure to tune in live every Wednesday night on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok for real unbiased sports talk. Jay Mondane is bringing a fresh new point of view on the sports world. You don't want to miss out. Subscribe to the X Factor Sports Podcast today. Audio available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. The X Factor Sports Podcast. Real talk for real sports fans. And we back. Welcome to the X Factor Sports Podcast. We are also on audio. So if you can't catch the video of the live set every week, you can always catch the audio. We are on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Amazon Music. So be sure to subscribe and like on all the audio platforms of the X Factor Sports Podcast. All right. This segment of Bet That, we got five picks, and they're all NBA for tomorrow's NBA games, all right? So last week, 
we took a little bit of a hit with our picks. We went two and three. So in on the season for season three, we are eight wins, six losses, and a tie because we got a push on one of the bets. So let's see if we can go five and zero oh this week and kind of right the ship. We got five games. So we're going to start with the Atlanta Hawks going to Indiana. All right. The over-under is 261 and a half points. Just take the over. All right. <laughs> Anytime the places pay basketball, I'm taking the over. They just score way too many points. Both teams average over 125 points a game. So you got to take the over, right? The last 10 games that these teams play against each other, they've hit the over nine times. All right. When they played back in November, they scored 309 points. Like they go crazy. So a lot of three-point shooting, Tyrese Halliburton, Trey Young, no defense at all. <laughs> Straight running gun. It's a race to 150 with these two teams. So go ahead and take the overall that. I think you'll be just fine. All right. So it and if you want, you can look at prop bets for threes, like I just said, with Tyrese and Trey. Go ahead and look at some prop bets, get some extra money on you. The next game we got, we got the Knicks at Philly. I'm going to go ahead and take Philly straight up. So go ahead and pick the money line on that with Philly. I think they win no matter if Embiid plays or not. They just, they got the Knicks number. They match up with them better. I think Tyrese Maxey goes crazy against them like he does against everybody so far this year. Jalen Brunson starting to look like an all-star. He might be in a conversation for all-star guards in the East, for sure. Him and Maxey. Um, <clears throat> career high in points for Brunson and he's leading that team I think Julius Randle realizes that Jalen Brunson is more of the leader and he's kind of handed the reins over to him to do that and Jalen Brunson is taking it and ran with it he looks like the Jalen Brunson from Villanova he's got a couple of his college buddies on his team with him he's got Dante DiVincenzo I call him white Dante because I don't know no other white dude named Dante so <laughs> And then he, and Josh Hart's playing there too. So they still got that guard trio from back in college. They look good, but I got Philly winning at home. Um, it's their first matchup of the season. Sixers, one of the best teams at home in the NBA. So I'm going to go ahead and take them. Knicks are under 500 on the road. Smart Money says take the Sixers at home. All right. The third game we got, we got the Clippers going to New Orleans to play the Pelicans tomorrow. I'm taking the Pelicans at home straight up. The Pelicans beat the Clippers in the play-in tournament um, by double digits in L.A. They don't have an answer for Zion Williamson. Zubach, I don't think Zubach can run up and down and play with him. He's not as physical with Zion. So I'm going to take them to win straight up. They have no answer for him. And Clippers with 12 losses and eight of them are on the road. So they need to get that chemistry together with James Harden on these road trips to be a complete team, I think. But they've been looking good, but I think this will be a, a nice test for them, but I'm taking the Pelicans at home to beat them. In the fourth game, we got the Heat going to Phoenix on Friday. They're on their West Coast trip. They just beat the Lakers last night. They go to Phoenix tomorrow night. I'm taking the Heat straight up. I think KD, no KD, no Jimmy Butler. I think Bam Adebayo shines. He's trying to make consecutive all-star games. He wants his name in the, in the ring as one of the best big men in basketball. I think he tries to make another case for it Friday night. 
So I'm taking the Heat straight up. Teams got identical records. They're both kind of struggling, trying to figure things out. But the Suns, they got way, they got injury issues, chemistry issues. Like I think KD is a little frustrated with the Bradley Bill situation. He wishes he played more. And usually, when you got a player that's frustrated with another player about injuries, the player is never mad that the player that the other player is hurt, right? If it's a real injury, I can't do nothing about it. Like you're hurt. But when you start, when they start leaking that KD is uncomfortable or is w wondering like what's going on with this injury stuff, tells me that Bradley Bill is not as hurt as it seems, right? I know the other night he rolled his ankle and then he didn't play for like three, four games, like for a rolled ankle. So is he like, is he playing too cautious? He doesn't want to get hurt at all. Is he taking a page out of Kawhi Leonard book? Or is he really hurt? Usually you don't hear players talk about other players' injuries unless it's some of that in the locker room. Like, man, dude, you could probably play. Like, what's up? We need you to play. We're trying to get something going and you're not showing up. So with that undercurrent of the team, I think the Suns got some figuring out to do. So I'm going to pick the Heat on this road trip. I got them winning this game straight up. The last game of the parlay or the picks, I apologize, the Grizzlies at Lakers. Like I alluded to, the Lakers just lost to the Heat yesterday. They've lost eight out of their last 10 games. All right. This is y'all playing. This is y'all in-season tournament champion, right? They putting banners up for the in-season tournament, your intramural team. They just lost eight out of their last 10 games. So think of how crazy this would be. You win, you go undefeated in this in-season tournament, take it serious, rightfully so. You should, it's basketball. You play it, you get paid to do it. But then you don't make the playoffs. So I'm going to tell you like that. I'm going to tell you this right here and now on the X Factor Sports Podcast. If the Lakers don't make the playoffs, they have to rip down that in-season tournament banner. Right? Like, they can't. How the hell can you have an in-season tournament banner up and not make the playoffs? Right? They have to make the playoffs. If they're putting those type of banners up on the wall in L.A., you got to at least make the playoffs. With all that being said, I have the Grizzlies beating the Lakers, right? I don't look at the record. I'm looking at how they've been playing lately. Now that John Morant's back, they playing with a lot more confidence. They got a lot more pep in their step. And we just talked about the locker room stuff with the Suns. It's a whole bunch of locker room stuff going on with the Lakers. I'm hearing Austin Reeves is unhappy. Him and Darvin Ham button heads. They talking about the rotations. They don't like how players are getting in and out of games. Like it's a lot going on with and that may be some of the reason why they're losing these games. Nonetheless, I got the Grizzlies beating them in L.A. tomorrow, all right? Ja looks good and fresh. They never have an answer for Ja Morant when they play the Lakers. And I just think the Grizzlies win straight up. So, look like they're turning it around. This game actually has some in-season tournament or some play-in tournament implications, too. Excuse me. That's kind of why I said that earlier, because both of these teams are in the hut to be, you know, seven through 10 in the seeding. And I think this game matters going into the play-in because if they got the same record at the end of the season, it's going to get into a tie break situation, especially Western Conference. 
So I think this is a big game for the Grizzlies. I think for them to turn things around, they want to get on the road and beat a team that if a team is struggling, and for those who don't pay attention to professional sports, professional sports is about dominating your opponent, all right? It's about dominance. It's not about being friendly. Like, I know y'all see these NBA players dance, hug, and kiss before games. It's about do establishing dominance over opponents. So the same stuff I see in the media is the exact same stuff that everybody will see. The Grizzlies will see, obviously, right? They're going to go into the locker room and say, look, y'all see all this turmoil that the Lakers are going through? We finna take advantage of that. We need to step on their neck and get us a victory, make it even worse for them. We want to beat everybody. So you have to have that mindset to play at that level. And I think this is a step in the right direction for the Grizzlies to get something going. John Morant continues to flourish, and he's the freshest guy on the court. So I think that's what happens. So that's what we got for our picks. All right, go ahead and make your picks. We got the over with the shootout with the Hawks and Pacers. We got the Sixers straight up. We got the Pelicans straight up against the Clippers at home. We got the Heat on the road beating the Suns. And we got the Grizzlies beating down on the struggling Lakers. So go ahead and make those picks. Hopefully we go 5-0. and So when we come back on Wednesday, our record's a little bit better. Maybe we'll be 13-6. and We'll see. All right? When we come back, though, the X Factor Sports Podcast is going to bring out the crystal ball, and we are going to predict what happens this weekend with Week 18, and we're going to tell you the seeding for the playoffs. This is the X Factor Sports Podcast. We'll be right back. Yo, 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 we are right back with the X-Factor Sports Podcast. We are live on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram every week. So I thank y'all for tuning in. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe on all the channels. You'll get all of the reels that I put up during the week, all of the takes that I put up every week, some extra content if you, if you are on all of those platforms. So make sure you sign up for those. Make sure you share and let everybody know. All right. Let's get into it. The NFL, week 18. All right. I got to sit back and get comfortable for this segment. All right. I'm excited about this one. So like I told y'all, we bring in the crystal ball out. All right. We got it. Okay. Or we can call this the crystal ball. Whatever y'all want to talk But we're going to go AFC, NFC, with the playoff prediction. So I'm going to tell y'all exactly what's going to happen this weekend and who's going to fall where in the playoffs, all right? So the Ravens already got the lock for the one seed. So nothing really to predict there. The Ravens lock it up. They can roll out Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, Terrell Suggs, the old Ravens if they want to. It don't matter. They already got the one seed locked up. So they're good. The Buffalo Bills go to Miami and beat the Dolphins. And they get the two seed and they win the division. I know all season long we've been talking about the Dolphins, how awesome they look, 
blowing teams out. I don't know if they peaked yet or not, but it looks like there may be something going on there. And Buffalo, believe it or not, that win in Kansas City did something for them. I talked about it a couple weeks ago. If you notice, when they won that game, they weren't necessarily celebrating that they beat the Chiefs. They were celebrating with their coach. They kept showing the coach on the sideline, and they're hugging them and congratulating them. I think his job was on the line because the way they were underperforming all year, and that turned them around. That turned their season around, and now they have an opportunity to win their division, and I think they get it done in Miami. So they get the two spot. The Chiefs locked in at the three. Mahomes is going to sit. Kelsey might sit. He might be up in the box with Taylor Swift or something like that. So they're not going to play. The Chiefs are already locked in at the three spot. So the Kansas City Swifties are good. At number four, though, I got the Jags beating the Titans and winning a division, getting those 10 wins, and they lock up the four spot. At the five spot, you got the Cleveland Browns. They've already locked it up. Congrats to Joe Flacco, man. Listen, me and Joe Flacco, well, I'm a year older, but Joe Flacco's around the same age as me, all right? And he's been cut, pushed aside, sent to play for the Jets, which is just bad as getting cut, like just discarded by the Ravens. Like, <laughs> and resurrected his career basically in Cleveland. So congrats to him. He's got these guys with 11 wins. I think they got 11 wins already. Nobody thought the Browns were going to be good after Deshaun Watson got hurt. And he just took their team around with him. They trust him. They play with a lot of confidence with Joe Flacco. And they got the fifth seed on lock. And the only reason they got the fifth seed locked is because the Ravens got 13, 14 wins. I mean, they, they're a four seed in their own division with 11 wins. Any other division, they win, you know. So congrats to them. The Dolphins losing to Buffalo make the playoffs, but they fall to the sixth spot, which is a tough spot to be in because now at the sixth spot, you got to go to Kansas City and play against the Chiefs. So we'll see what happens to them. They got to go in a wild card game and go on the road. Again, playoff implications. I think the Dolphins know how important this game is, obviously. But I just think Buffalo has got the momentum. Momentum is a huge thing in sports. I think Buffalo has all the momentum. They understand how important it is to have the AFC go through Buffalo in January until the AFC championship game. So it's a monster game for both teams. That actually might be the biggest game of the weekend. I know I said earlier in the quick news about the Texans and the Colts. That, that game will be big because you have – <clears throat> playoff implications like winning your in implications but these are two teams that are playing as Super Bowl contenders so it may be slightly bigger in that regard and so that moves us to number seven the Colts win a big game against the Texans I think the Colts get it done they win at home keep the Steelers out of the playoffs even though if, even if the Steelers win, they are out. If the Colts win, I think the Colts get it done. The Texans have a great year. D'Amico Ryans is in consideration for coach of the year, along with Dan Campbell, a couple other coaches. But I think they fall short this year. They were ahead of schedule with how they played. C.J. Stroud, 
is the rookie of the year for sure. No questions about it. But I think the Colts get it done. It's a big game. And I think the Colts finish it off with experience. And they go on and take that seventh spot. So for the AFC, we got the Ravens, Bills, Chiefs, Jags, Browns, Dolphins, Colts. Those are your seven teams in the AFC. All right. Now we move to the NFC. Again, we got that crystal ball. The Niners obviously locked up the one spot uh, with the Eagles losing to the Cardinals. That locked it up for them. So I'm sure they're happy that happened. So the Niners can sit everybody. They play against the Rams. The Rams are locked in anyway. So that game is going to be a straight up. That might look like a preseason game. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully all y'all fantasy football championships are done. Because if you're playing in week 18, first of all, you shouldn't be playing fantasy football if your championship is in week 18. But second of all, I don't know if anybody's going to be playing in that game. So the Dolphins, I mean, the Niners got that locked up at the one. Number two, believe it or not, you won't believe this coming out of my mouth. The Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys get it done. They finally win a road game. <laughs> They finally win in Washington. They get the two seed and win the division. So thank, they can thank the Arizona Cardinals for beating the Eagles. I think Dallas finishes it off in Washington, and they get the two seed. At the three seed, the Lions beat the Vikings, but the Lions fall to three because of that controversial loss to Dallas last week with the two-point conversion. They get the three seed, even though they win the game now. Remember, the Lions play before Dallas. So it's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching, right? The Vikings, I mean, the Lions are going to be playing, thinking they're playing for that two spot because they play first. So they're going to play hard. They're playing everybody. They're going to win that game, right? But Dallas will play later because they'll see that the Lions won and they're going to play everybody and they'll get that two spot. So that's how I think that's going to happen. The Lions get the three seat. Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they get it done. Baker Mayfield leads them to an NFC South championship. They win their division, and they get the fourth spot. They beat the Panthers. Congratulations to the Panthers for getting the Bears the, the number one overall pick. Appreciate y'all. Y'all the best players on our team. So the Bucs go ahead and get that fourth spot locked up. All right. Now the Eagles play at the same time as Dallas as well or I should, shouldn't say as well, the Lions play early, but the Eagles and the Cowboys play at the same time. Now, if the Eagles win and the Cowboys lose, the, the Eagles win the division, vice versa, right? So it's going to be a lot of scoreboard watching in that game too. So the Eagles play the Giants. Now, I think the Eagles win that game, but Dallas is also going to win. So that drops the Eagles to the number five spot. After a great year, after a great year, the Arizona Cardinals, the thorn in their side, knocked them out of that spot. So Cowboys, Lions, and Eagles all win, but by way of tiebreakers and head-to-heads and record within the conference, because again, when it comes to tiebreakers in the NFL, they go into your conference record. And the Arizona Cardinals beat both of these dudes. That's crazy. So Cowboys win. They get the two spot. Eagles will win, but they get the five. Win or lose, the Rams are locked in at the six spot. Like I said earlier, they play the 49ers. 
you're going to see a lot of guys you ain't never seen before playing in that game because everybody's sitting, right? They can't move in any spot. Arizona plays spoiler two weeks in a row. All right. <clears throat> they beat the Eagles last week, cost them the division. They beat the Seattle Seahawks and knocked them out of the playoffs. All right. The Saints get a win over the Falcons and get that seventh spot. Believe it or not, the, the New Orleans Saints, Derek Carr, get them squeaks into the playoffs by beating the Falcons. That's what's happening in this crystal ball. All right. Seattle needs to win. I feel like Arizona wants to knock somebody else off, and I think they do it to Seattle. They're at home in Arizona. They want to end on a high note. Kyler Murray wants to end the season on a win. The only teams that can end their season on a win are the teams that ain't making the playoffs and the Super Bowl champions. So I think Arizona does that, knocks them out, and the Saints get a win, and they get in at that last spot. So it's going to be crazy. The NFC is going to be a lot crazier than the AFC. AFC is going to have a little bit of excitement, but I think it's kind of everybody's kind of fit in. It's just that Dolphins-Bills game that we're going to worry about. But the NFC is going to be wild. So look into watching those games on Saturday and Sunday. All right. So that's what we got for the NFC. 49ers at one. Cowboys at two. Lions at three. Bucks at four. Winning their division. Eagles drop to five. Rams stay locked in at six. And the Saints creep in at number seven. Y'all let me know what y'all think. The crystal ball is telling me this. It ain't me. Out of body experience. <laughs> but no, that's what I think is going to happen, for real. So watch those games. I'm excited. I love week 18, especially when there's implications and the games matter. So make sure y'all tune in to watch those too. Next week, we're going to get into the playoffs. I might bring the crystal ball back, tell y'all who wins the Super Bowl. We'll see. When we come back, we get into our two-minute warning. This is the X-Factor Sports Podcast. Season 2 of the X-Factor Sports Podcast is here. Be sure to tune in live every Wednesday night on YouTube, Facebook, and TikTok for real unbiased sports talk. Jay Mondane is bringing a fresh new point of view on the sports world. You don't want to miss out. Subscribe to the X-Factor Sports Podcast today. Audio available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, and iHeartRadio. The X Factor Sports Podcast. Real talk for real sports fans. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to the X Factor Sports Podcast. Hopefully y'all have fun with that last segment. Make sure you let me know who you got winning these games. Like, share, subscribe. We are on YouTube, Facebook, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also catch the audio every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. So be sure to check out the X-Factor Sports Podcast, all right? For two-minute warning, we're going to talk about who's holding you accountable for your actions, all right? Last week, we talked about New Year's revolution versus evolution. So now it's time to figure out Who's going to hold us accountable for this revolution that we're having, right? Is there someone in your life that holds you accountable? If not, find someone or something 
that does. Even if you don't have a person that can directly hold you accountable, maybe there's something, maybe there's a book you read, maybe there is, maybe you go to church, maybe there is something, or, may, or hopefully there is a partner or somebody special in your life that can hold you accountable. Maybe they're leading by example and you're following that example. Anything that can keep you balanced. So it's all about balance, right? Okay. When life being about balance, all you need to do is check in from time to time, whether it's physically, spiritually, emotionally, mentally, right? You got to be able to have that balance of some sort of accountability somewhere, some way, somehow, right? Accountability is just about having someone check on you. It's not about just checking on you to make sure you're doing things right or to correct you. It's about support, right? You want to have, everybody feels better when they feel supported and vice versa. People feel better when they feel needed. So accountability is a two-way street, right? If I know that I need somebody to keep me in check, I'm going to go to them and make sure they understand that I appreciate that. And I, I'm hopefully they receive that as well and we can hold each other accountable. So make sure you're looking into that in your life. Who's holding you accountable for, for the things you have going on, right? So having someone hold you accountable is better than any friend that can't keep it real with you. Let's just be honest. I'd rather have a coworker hold me accountable that I'm not really friends with, but they keep me accountable daily. Then to have a friend that I that can't keep it real with me, a friend that lies to me, or a friend that's only around when things are good. I'd rather have the person I know is holding me accountable because they're honest, right? They let me know if I'm veering off the path. So try to find that in somebody, find it in within. If you're strong enough to hold yourself accountable, that's a strong trait to have. So be sure to hone in on that if you can as well. So let's keep each other accountable this year. Remember, we're talking about evolution, not resolution. All right. So make sure you continue to evolve. This is Jay Mondana, the X Factor Sports Podcast. I'm glad to have y'all here this week. Next week, we are getting into the playoffs of the NFL and Super Bowl prediction. We're going to talk about NBA All-Stars so far, who we think is going to make the All-Star game next month. And we're going to talk about what's next for college football after the national championship. We will see you guys back next week at our regular scheduled time on Wednesday on the 10th. This is Jay Mondain of the X Factor Sports Podcast. Peace.